Welcome to the UTG at Work podcast. I'm Deacon Mike Houghton. I'm the executive director of an apostolate called UTG at Work. Our mission is to help women and men joyfully live their faith and witness to Christ in the gospel in the workplace. I'm happy to be with you as we explore the Sunday gospel in ways that help people who work. This weekend we celebrate the 16th Sunday in Ordinary Time, and our gospel is a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus proposed another parable to the crowd, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be likened to a man who sowed good seed in his field. While everyone was asleep, his enemy came and sowed weeds all through the wheat and then went off. When the crop grew and bore fruit, the weeds appeared as well. The slaves of the householder came to him and said, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? Where have the weeds come from? He answered, An enemy has done this. His slaves said to him, Do you want us to go and pull them up? He replied, No, if you pull up the weeds, you might uproot the wheat along with them. Let them grow together until harvest. Then at harvest time, I will say to the harvesters, First collect the weeds and tie them in bundles for burning, but gather the wheat into my barn. He proposed another parable to them. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that a person took and sowed in a field. It is the smallest of all seeds, yet when full grown, it is the largest of plants. It becomes a large bush and the birds of the sky come and dwell in its branches. He spoke to them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed with three measures of wheat flour until the whole batch was leavened. All these things Jesus spoke to the crowds in parables. He spoke to them only in parables to fulfill what had been said through the prophet. I will open my mouth in parables. I will announce what was lain hidden from the foundation of the world. Then dismissing the crowds, he went into the house. His disciples approached him and said, Explain to us the parable of the weeds in the field. He said in reply, He who sows good seed is the son of man. The field is the world, the good seed the children of the kingdom. The weeds are the children of the evil one, and the enemy who sows them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the harvesters are the angels. Just as weeds are collected and burned up with fire, so will it be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will collect out of his kingdom all who cause others to sin and all evildoers. They will throw them into the fiery furnace, where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their Father. Whoever has hears ought to hear. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Most everyone knows at least one person who seems to have turned making life miserable for others into an art form. I'm not just talking about someone who's a nuisance or even an embarrassment. No, I'm talking about someone who intentionally causes people pain and hardship, and who more often than not either doesn't care that they've done so, or strangely enough seems to actually enjoy it. We sometimes find these people in our families or in our neighborhoods, but we very often find them in the workplace. There's something about work that seems to encourage some people to take on a persona that we all know would be unacceptable outside of work. Perhaps they hide behind the status of their position and wield their power in inappropriate ways. Perhaps they hide behind company policy to enable their bad behavior. Perhaps there just aren't any leaders at the top of the company who are willing to address their bad behavior. But whatever the reason, we find these people at work more often than in other settings. My own experiences with such people at work were so bad that I can recall many of the details of the negative encounters that I had with them, and I don't have a very good memory. For me, and I think for many of us, the things that we most remember about people are the very positive and the very negative experiences that we've had with them. Now, this may not seem like a very pastoral way to start a podcast on unleashing the gospel at work, 
But I believe that faith is something that needs to reach into the deepest recesses of our hearts, where raw human emotion is found. And so, I think it's actually a good thing to tie the gospel message back to the ups and downs of everyday secular life, especially at work. This is a big part of the reason that we have this apostolate called UTG at Work. And I believe that in today's gospel, Jesus is talking in a more general way about this very thing. But along the way, he provides insight that only he as God can give. So, let's try to break it down a bit. In this gospel passage, Jesus likens the kingdom of heaven to a man who sowed good seed in his field. You may recall that this passage follows last week's gospel, where Jesus spoke about the seed falling on the path, and the rocky soil, and the soil among the weeds, and the good soil. Jesus tells us in today's parable that it's he himself who's sowing the seed, and that the good seeds he sows are his disciples. But along comes his enemy, who, under the cover of darkness and with evil intent, viciously tosses weed seed in with the good seed. His intention is only to do harm. Jesus tells us that this person is in fact the devil, the father of lies, and the seeds that he sows are those people who bring evil into the world and into our lives. So, who are these people? The people that Jesus refers to as children of the evil one. In the extreme, these are the people who truly embrace the devil's empty works and promises. They're the people who have such evil in their hearts that they enjoy carrying out atrocities against humanity. These are the people who have documentaries produced about their lives, and these documentaries shake us to the core. It's not hard to see these people as the weeds that Jesus speaks about. But they can also be the very people that I spoke of earlier. These people who have turned making life miserable for others into an art form. They're certainly not as extreme as some of the great villains of history, but they nonetheless do bring evil into our world in ways that make being a Christian much harder than it would otherwise be. And since they tend to be more prevalent at work than in other places, they can make it harder for you to live as a Christian in your workplace. Evil is not something that we either always avoid or always embrace. It's just not that simple. All of us have a propensity to do things which are contrary to what God asks of us. It's called concupiscence, which is simply the tendency to sin. All of us have this tendency. It's part of the human condition. When we come to know the Lord and embrace the path he marks out for us, we're able to see sin for what it is, and we're able to make conscious decisions to avoid it. But we do this in varying degrees. Sometimes we valiantly fight off the temptation of evil, and sometimes we don't do quite so well. Evil in a person isn't like a light switch that's either on or off. It's more like a faucet that can meter out the water at anything from a slow drip to a full stream. The weeds, then, are the people who more readily and more fully give in to their concupiscence and do things which are contrary to God's will and contrary to what we know in our hearts to be the right thing to do. These people aren't all bad. They may have good things about them. They may even show a heart at times, but they can't be trusted. They put us on edge, and they cause us to approach simple situations with caution and trepidation. And when this happens, we can be knocked off our game and lose focus on our Christian calling and on our Christian values. And so, when the good crops begin to peek through the soil, the weeds do as well. The good crops only want to grow toward the sun and yield at 30 and 60 and 100 fold, but the weeds have other ideas. And here's the thing that points out just how evil the weeds truly are. The weeds don't need to be among the crops in order to grow. They can grow just fine on their own. In fact, they would grow better on their own, away from the good crops. But when they're among the crops, they can cause the crops to be less fruitful or even die, which in some strange way seems to bring 
pleasure to the weeds. When these people come into our lives, we almost always wind up being hurt. We know that we'd be happy to simply have them out of our lives forever. We may even pray to God that he takes them out of our lives. But Jesus tells us that this isn't going to happen. No, he says the crops and the weeds will be allowed to grow together and they'll be sorted out in the end. Now, there's some amount of comfort in knowing that these people will be dealt with in the end, but that doesn't give us much consolation now when we're forced to deal with them and suffer the pain that they cause. So what are we to do? Our own concupiscence drives us to want to lower ourselves to their level and to fight back, to seek revenge. But we know that this isn't what our God, who is love, calls us to do. This isn't how Jesus taught us to live as disciples. He could have quite easily come down from his cross and taken action against those who sought to kill him. But instead, he begged that they be forgiven as he died for our sins. I believe that there's a clue to how we are called to react to this situation which is found in today's gospel. Jesus relates three analogies for the kingdom of heaven. Good seed, a mustard seed, and yeast. So what's common about all three of these? They all reach their full potential when they grow. And this is equally true for all of us as we seek to live as disciples of the Lord. We too must grow in our faith, and we must grow despite the weeds that wish to choke us off and slow or even stop our growth. Growth among the weeds is difficult to be sure. Sometimes we need to just ignore the distractions that they send our way. Sometimes we need to work around them. But if we make a conscious effort to fill our minds and our hearts with the love of Christ, we are in turn making an equal effort to leave no room in our minds and hearts for distracting thoughts brought on by the weeds. Think of it this way. Every hour that we give to fighting the weeds is an hour that we have not been able to give to the Lord. We never get that hour back. It's gone. And when we start to give those hours away, day after day, week after week, we find that additional hours are being consumed just thinking about how to prepare for the next battle with the weeds. And before we know it, we're standing before the Lord, shamefully trying to explain why we gave so much of our energy to fighting the weeds rather than growing and producing a yield of 30 or 60 or 100 fold, especially when he personally told us that he himself will deal with them in the end. And so, in order to serve the Lord best when surrounded by weeds, we need to focus our efforts on growing. We need to do our best to not be distracted or choked off by the weeds that want to stop us. Rather, we must double down our efforts to follow the will of our Savior and to shift our thoughts away from the weeds. Is it easy? No, of course not. It's the cross that we bear as Christians, especially at work. But why do we do it? Because Jesus tells us that in the end, when the weeds have been gathered up and burned, the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their Father. A long time ago, I played fullback on the football team at Wayne State. We ran a drill that can provide some visual for this approach. There was a large metal frame with car tires bolted to both sides and a small gap of about 12 inches between the rows of tires. The running backs would carry a football through this contraption with two objectives. Get through as fast as you can and don't fumble the ball. The only way to succeed at this was to focus on continuously churning forward while holding tightly onto the ball. If I slowed down... My momentum would stop and the tires would get the best of me. If I focused on the tires rather than the daylight ahead, I might veer off course and lose the straight path out. And if I loosened my grip on the ball, the tires would strip it away. The key then was to focus on what I was doing rather than to focus on what the tires were doing to me. And this is essentially how we must approach spiritual growth despite the distractions that come from the weeds. 
Trust me when I tell you that I haven't mastered this. I struggle to embrace my faith and grow when the weeds are surrounding me. But I do believe that if we contemplate what Jesus is telling us in today's gospel, we ultimately understand that the weeds aren't going away and that we must find ways to grow in our own faith despite their presence or run the risk of withering from the fight and not having enough strength left to grow. Thanks for joining me for this week's UTG at Work podcast. I look forward to meeting again next week. In the meantime, I encourage you to boldly live your faith in the workplace in the week ahead. I'll pray for your success, and I ask that you pray for the success of this UTG at Work apostolate. If you want to learn more about us, please visit utgatwork.org. Now go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life. 